You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas. With your host, Marissa Desitel. Hello, everyone. This is Environmentally Speaking. I am Marissa Desitel, an environmental attorney with a few decades of experience. Hey, everybody. I'm Clarice, and I'm going to be bringing your questions and topics to the table for discussion. And today we are coming to you pseudo live. It's pre-recorded, but from the from the aftermath of the storm, we just had a heck of a tropical storm yesterday, September 1st. What a way to ring and fall. Hurricane Ida, right? The remnants of it? I think so. Yeah. I didn't know they gave her a name, yeah. but it was we're not a fan. No. No, and we're on Aquidneck Island in Rhode Island, so um, there's a lot of islands there. As you can imagine, the carnage created by the storm surge that came through overnight last night is pretty severe. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, oh, sorry, I was going to say it was pretty substantial. Even on my street out in Massachusetts, had some some trees down. So, with all of that as the backdrop. Clarice and I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about storm water, storm water, storm surge, and climate change, how all of these things are super relevant right now. Yeah. I was going to say it's super relevant, especially when it comes into your own basement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Clarice was kind enough to bring over her wet dry vac this morning for the water <laughs> in my basement. All right. Um, let's get to it here. People want to know about stormwater. So for those of you that don't know what it is, stormwater is pretty much what it sounds like. It's water that flows after a storm. And I'm sure everyone has seen catch basins in the road as they're driving along. That is a stormwater collection system that you're looking at with that catch basin, the, the grates in the road. It's generally a collection system that's managed by the municipality in which it's located. And it is meant to convey stormwater from the street to the ocean or another discharge point. This it can be problematic. Yeah. Why even have that? Because of flooding. So essentially, you just need a place to. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, essentially, we just need some place to catch all of this excess in order to, to process it, to redirect it. That's right. Once humans decided to pave everything and cut trees down and, and move forward with progress and development. The pavement obviously does not allow for stormwater, rainwater to permeate because it's a, an impervious surface. So the stormwater has nowhere to go. Normally it would, it would collect on the ground and then just soak into the soil, but it doesn't have that option. So what do you do? In the 70s, with the advent of the Clean Water Act, federal government and legislature said, you cannot discharge a pollutant to a water of the state. So when I talk about stormwater, I always say it is the last bastion of environmental law because that's exactly what you're doing with these stormwater conveyance systems. You are taking storm flow, you are collecting it into a catch basin where it's already been on the street collecting uh, pollutants from cars as they're driving along, trash in the street, salt, 
And the stormwater conveyance system then brings that stormwater to a discharge point. For example, here in Newport, where our office is located, the stormwater collection system discharges to the ocean. So everything that's on the road makes its way into the ocean. And under the Clean Water Act, you're not supposed to do that, but no one's figured out a, a better way to deal with this. So we're stuck with conveyancing of stormwater and carrying all kinds of nasty stuff into our oceans. So it's upsetting. I mean, it's exciting to have a hurricane for sure. But for me, I'm thinking about all the debris that is now in the ocean. And so it sounds like it's terrible enough that stormwater is carrying all of the junk and dirt and pollutants from the street out into the ocean. And that sounds like one problem on its own. But how does all of that connect back to climate change? The severity, duration, and frequency of hurricanes is increasing because the Earth's atmosphere is warming, the Earth's oceans are warming. If you know anything about hurricanes, you know that they pick up speed and intensity when they're moving over warm water. So as our oceans are warming, these hurricanes are, are getting more fuel. And it's an endless, it's a vicious and endless cycle because the, the warmer it gets, the more hurricanes you have, the more destruction it causes, the more infrastructure we have to build to deal with that destruction, the natural processes that the planet has in place are significantly impacted. So we're gonna see more storms like we did last night um, and more stormwater is gonna end up in the oceans and more pollution. So my dad isn't just being a dad when he stands in the big window and says, the weather wasn't like this when I was a kid. <laughs> There's actually something to it. It is actually windier than normal. Yeah. I mean, if you believe the science, yes. And I do believe the science. So yeah, it's, it's troubling. It's upsetting. I mean, it, it, it's the reason I went into environmental laws to try to help. But I'll be honest, there are some days where I just scratch my head and have no idea of what I'm doing is actually helping. So uh, doom and gloom for today, I guess. But <laughs> in terms of the, um, the, the storm surge last night, everyone received a flash flood warning in Rhode Island on their phone as an emergency alert. Massachusetts too, Clarice? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we, have we can expect more of those. So right now, all of the storm catches are collecting all of the the extra rain that's coming in and all of that now polluted water is is it literally going from the street into the ocean is there anything happening in between well keep in mind that stormwater and um municipal wastewater septic system or non-septic system but municipal sewer are not part of the stormwater collection system so we're not dealing with black water you know, human waste going into the system. There are situations where there's a wastewater treatment plant upset and you see those kind of discharges. Um, and then you see shellfish closures because there's human bacteria, bacteria from humans uh, in the shellfish population. So that's, that's horrendous. At least we're not, we're not dealing with that every time there's a rainstorm. But yes, essentially that's these stormwater sure. collection systems are meant to capture overland street flow and move it to another water body. You didn't really know that, huh? 
I was really hoping for a better answer. (laughs) I don't know why I started with that question. I was like, she's going to say something beautiful. Like they filter it and it turns into drinking water. No, Nope. So remember when I said that stormwater is the last bastion of environmental law, this is the thing. We need a better process. We need a better process because these storms are going to continue to increase in frequency, duration, you name it. Um, I think it's time with climate change. Hopefully most people accept that it's a real thing, but with climate change actually occurring, like we're seeing, we're seeing it now. Stormwater is a major issue. And uh, I would love to see a a better program in place at the federal level for stormwater collection uh, by municipalities and um, a, a better, more robust plan for the state of Rhode Island, because, you know, we're the ocean state and a lot of our industry relies on ocean as a, a tourism for industry. And uh, especially after something like last night, you know, my, my lawn furniture got swept in to the river that goes through my house into the ocean. So that's my lawn furniture is in the ocean somewhere right now. It's very upsetting, but you don't want to see that. You don't want to see pollutants in the ocean every time there's a storm such that the ocean state and its economy is negatively impacted. So it's got ramifications far beyond just environmental law. I mean, it, it, it will impact the economy. This will really eventually hit all of Rhode Island. Yeah. Well, so for today, on that bummer note, we're gonna have a little bit of homework for everybody. Do some research, find out what's going on in your municipality. Is your water going right into the ocean? It, does your town have anything in place? Are there discussions to have anything put in place to fix this? This sounds like a silent topic nobody's talking about. So don't be afraid to look into it a little bit more, see what's going on in your town. And I don't know, get loud, do something to prevent this bummer from continuing. Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, citizens really do have the power to make change and starting at your town hall is a great place. So I echo what Clarice is saying. Well, that was a lighthearted episode. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody has any topics that are exciting or hopeful, or if anybody has any positive environmental change, please send it to us. Apparently we need it. (laughs) Reach out at help at Desitel ESQ. And we're just going to, we're going to laugh through this. Okay. Laugh through this heartache. Great. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www.desatellaw.com. E-L-L-A-W dot com.